Welcome to the Curious Podcast, where we are constantly in the process of getting to the bottom of shit. Hey guys, today is a mystical and supernatural episode as we look into another well-known creature in the law of Earth. I know I say that like Earth is some mystical place or some sort of TV episode, but honestly guys, Earth does really feel fake sometimes, like the new thing I've been saying is this world is a comic book. It is actually the original comic book and some of this episode might make you understand why I think that, but let me just continue and just stop going on. I know I normally talk about sightings in America when it comes to mysterious creatures, but today we will mainly focus on the UK. Finally, I've decided to look at the place where I am born and research some stuff. To be honest, it wasn't intentional. The issue is there's so many accounts and stories and sightings of different types of creatures in the American wilderness and forest and I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that firstly America is fucking huge and secondly there's still a lot of areas in America that a lot of people have not really um what is the best word for it it's been very well preserved sites and yeah a lot of barely any humans have been to those areas um barely anyone from the outside or normal society has actually stepped foot in these areas so when they do a lot of paranormal stuff and supernatural stuff has happened to them and you know those people that have come out alive and just haven't disappeared into thin air like i spoke about in one of my other episodes those people do end up you know making a post about it online and sharing their experiences and i i do appreciate people that do that it's mainly campers and hikers and people that naturally really love the wilderness and go out in that so yeah there's pros and cons and this has always been the reason why i've just found and stumbled across american stories so i've recently come across some uk folklore i want to say uk because the uk is made up of england ireland scotland and wales i am from england but i am aware that there's different types of folklores in ireland scotland and wales there's different varieties of creatures and beings and supernatural things all of that good stuff so i do want to respect the different parts of the uk and not just lump them up together as one just like many people outside of the uk just see it as one entity when if you live here you do understand that there are definitely very different cultures across the uk um very different traditions histories and i think it's amazing to be honest so let's get into it although there are not as many widely shared tales and legends from the united kingdom as a whole there are indeed many non-human entities either interacting with civilians or being seen by chance i guess because the uk although rich in history is a tiny island so it kind of gets overlooked in the creepy stories side of the internet however this week you'll be pleased to know 
that I have narrowed in on a particular being that is known to many, if not every single one of you. Fairies. No, not furries. Fairies, guys. I will never cover fairies as long as I am alive. Unless there's some crazy psychotic case, including furries, then maybe. But otherwise, I'm not touching that with a barge pole. Anyways, when you think of a fairy, you probably picture Tinkerbell or a similar benevolent and helpful character that means no harm. Fairies, however, were not perceived this way in the Middle and Medieval Ages. It was quite the contrary. Many English folk were fearful of fairies because they were not perceived in the cute and friendly way that they are today. Fairies were known to be mischievous, somewhat vengeful, and generally disliked humans, although sometimes it would be noted that fairies did help human beings occasionally. So, the fairy tales and media have all lied to us about fairies' true feelings towards mankind. They were not man's helpful companion dedicated to assisting you in your daily tasks. I wanted to look into this as I've discussed on the podcast many times that the label of myths, folklore and legends may be a cover to dispel that any of these creatures are even real therefore making people not want to question their existence for fear of looking stupid and the media will regularly portray people who speak out on these things as stupid or crazy anyway, we see it all the time. Watching Ancient Apocalypse on Netflix made me really reconsider all myths, folklore and legends presented to us as merely fiction. If you haven't watched Ancient Apocalypse, I don't want to spoil it for you, but it has been found that many of the stories in different religions and cultures about a great flood wiping out mankind may be true upon examining the archaeological evidence. Many of these stories have long been labelled as fictional, but for such a story to be universal in a world where there was no media, internet or globalisation, it doesn't make sense that they all somehow made up a story about a flood. Stuff like this is very taboo to discuss in mainstream archaeology, as they have already established a historical timeline of human history and they are not planning to deviate from that. Back to the fairies. What I'm trying to say is based on things like this, I am more inclined to believe that mythical creatures such as fairies did exist and may still exist in secret today. Fairies were seen as supernatural but not on the level of gods. They are also not really immortal and can die just like humans do. However, their life expectancy could be anywhere between hundreds to thousands of years. Tales of fairies are most common in areas of the English countryside where there are large forests and fields, obviously. Places like Sussex were well known for fairy stories as farmers and those of similar job titles were the ones to cross paths with fairies the most. Stories such as this, quote, A farmer who had often been surprised on going into his barn early in the morning 
to see large heaps of corn that had been threshed during the night, determined at last to sit up and discover, if possible, who the kind friends were who worked so hard and well for him whilst he was taking his rest. So creeping to the barn door and looking through the chink in it, he was astonished at seeing two little fairies working away with their fairy flails and only stopping for an instant now and then to say to each other, see how I sweat, see how I sweat. The very consequence of the quote, lubber fiend in Milton. The farmer in his delight, forgetting that fairies are offended if a mortal speaks to them, cried out with a loud laugh, well done my little men, and instantly the little men uttered a wild cry and disappeared, and never more were known to resume their work in that barn. End quote. There are also places in Sussex that are named with Old English words that refer to fairies, like one of the earliest named places in Sussex can be dated back to the 8th century and is called, quote, Pukan Wael, which translates as Goblin Spring, end quote. Now, in terms of fairies, goblins were actually categorised as fairies, I know it's really complicated, and so were beings like elves, so the variety of what fairy was was actually quite wide and diverse. There are actually so many places around Sussex with very old English names that translate to things like Goblin Pass, Little Goblin Field and so on. And because of this there are actually theories that Sussex may have been overrun with goblins at some point in history or have some sort of memory that has traumatised the entire town or is it a city i don't even know and i'm and i live in england the area itself seems to have some connection to goblins and the people living there at the time seem to have believed these beings were real enough to have named areas after them where i'm assuming these creatures may be lived or frequented fairies do have many uses but were originally seen as autonomous beings with their own lives, families and societies. Quote, fairies have occupations and amusements. They have offspring and have fights. And in folklore and fairy tales, they share many commonalities in their relations to mortals, which fall into six categories. Firstly, fairies help human beings. Two, Fairies can also harm humans. 3. Humans can be abducted by fairies for their own purposes. 4. Fairies can exchange their own offspring for human babies, and thus the belief in the changeling. 5. Humans can be induced to visit fairyland. 6. Mortals can, for a while, have a fairy lover or mistress. End quote. I think is I think it's kind of weird that fairies and humans can become lovers. I feel like that's against some sort of universal law that technically we're supposed to be different species, so let's just not mix, you know, in case we might create some sort of abomination. I just I don't agree with that. 
I'm against fairy human relationships. I believe that many old accounts suggest that fairies could take on a human-like form, so this may be how it was possible to have human relations, so to speak. However, it was quite deadly to end up in a relationship with a fairy as one wrong move could result in the end of the person's life. So it's definitely not worth dating fairies, even if you think they're cute guys. Seriously, don't go there. As they were known to be really good at seducing men and women, it was very dangerous for many of the human beings that ended up falling for them and there's so many poems and stories about fairy human relationships and then the human is always the one to break some sort of rule because the fairies give them all these conditions that they must follow if they want to continue this relationship and then the human seems to always break one of the rules and the fairy gets angry and enacts some sort of revenge. Sometimes if they're super angry that could end in the human being killed so yeah. So yeah they were super well known for seducing men and women um, so definitely remember that the next time you feel that somebody seems a bit too perfect they may be a fairy so I could actually be helping you guys out here. There was also a fear that fairies abducted babies and replaced them with a fairy baby which looked like a regular human baby except a creepier version. This in particular is something that people are very obsessed with in the medieval ages. People would often accuse babies that had physical or neurological difficulties to be changelings. This would then lead to the child being killed, which is pretty dark. Sometimes the mum was killed too, just for good measure, because God forbid she gives birth to another changeling, even though that's impossible because the baby gets switched, but hey, that was the people's logic back then. I don't want to say all people thought like that, but it seemed to be a huge, um, it seemed to be a really huge thing in society at that time to just run around and kill babies that were suspected of being changelings. Quite a disturbing part of history, to be honest. Imagine a kid that was just maybe autistic or maybe just has some sort of learning delay or disability, any of those things. And then they are accused of being a changeling because they're not behaving like a regular baby. So people would assume that child was replaced with a changeling straight away. They wouldn't even think maybe the child is slow. Maybe there is just something wrong with the child physically, mentally, and we can find out more when it grows up. No, they would accuse the child of being a changeling. They would say that the child was replaced and then that child would be killed and all hell would break loose. Of course, there were never any specific numbers recorded, but this was known to be quite a common thing, so I can only imagine how many babies were wrongly killed. The idea of changelings was so branded into the British, Irish and Welsh, oh, and Scottish zeitgeist that the term is still used to this day Thankfully, babies are no longer killed for being suspected fairies. There are many different types of fairies, as I mentioned earlier. There are very detailed lists with the different names of these fairies and even their characteristics. 
fairies are said to be different from region to region and are in no way all the same. Quote, in folklore, fairies are described as humanoid with magical powers and the ability to shapeshift with a propensity for malice and mischief whose origins are even demonic. It is also believed that fairies cannot tell lies. It is among the fairy lore of the Celtic peoples there occurs the widespread theme of a race of little people who were driven underground by invading tribes. In Scottish folklore, the good fairies, the Seely Court, are well disposed towards humans, whereas the unseely court, or bad and malicious fairies, work their evil against mortals because some fairies are noted for malice and mischief. Therefore, fairies hostile to people are feared because they ruin or steal crops, drink or food, tools and grain, who milk cows and ride horses during the night, blow out candles and disrupt households. Their pranks can be a punishment for a perceived wrong. Fairy assistance to humans and mortals is well attested with regard to home, hearth and farm. Although in general terms fairies are helpful, they are also mischievous and harmful to people if so roused. In the household, they will do chores such as floor sweeping, dishwashing, and tending the fire. End quote. So, fairy lore is a lot deeper than I previously anticipated, but it makes sense why there are so many different stories about fairies. Like human beings, fairies may have different races, which is a shit way of putting it, but yeah. There are the benevolent that many speak of helping them and the malevolent that are feared by many, such as the people of Sussex. With so many different variations of fairies, it is strange indeed that these other types of fairies are hardly portrayed in media and literature as, as much as the typical fairy that we all know today. Maybe because they were so scary and everyone was so fearful of the bad ones maybe they just try to clean up the image i think to get people's fear out of that because it seemed that society was very traumatized by fairies uh, many people believed in fairies very very strongly even after you know forced to convert to christianity every corner of the uk people still believed in fairies so there was some sort of strong mental connection and i think maybe you know some small group of people in upper society felt like they wanted to kind of clean up that image and make it more child friendly to get rid of all the bad press to do with fairies maybe but i'm not i'm not totally sure why but i do feel like they were trying to erase some part of fairy law for some reason they don't want us to know how malicious fairies are they want us to all love fairies i don't know why However, here are some classifications of fairies you may have never heard of. Quote, another classification divided fairies into three species, which were one, a dwarfish subterranean imp with benevolent magical powers with green hair and clothes. Two, tiny mischievous but protective household spirits associated with the hearth 
and three small, ageless and winged females dressed in diaphanous material who contributed benevolently to humans and who lived in fairyland. Another classification divided the English fairies into five classes. These were 1. The homely and the heroic 2. The small fairy families or solitary fairy 3. The tutelary fairies 4. The nature fairies and lastly 5. The supernatural hags, monsters and giants. End quote. And those classifications were just a few. There's actually way more classifications if you look from Ireland to Scotland to Wales to England and then if you even go deeper the cities within each of those areas. My god it's actually very detailed. Whoever made this up, I don't think anyone could have made this up but that's just me. One thing is certain though, everyone believed in fairies at some point in the past. Everybody no matter what class or creed, it was a belief as strong as that of a man's faith. With that being said, how can we deny what these people experienced? I find it a little annoying when historians or others say that people in the Middle Ages were highly superstitious and lacked intelligence, as if what they were saying could not be possible. I no longer want to hear people scoff at myths and legends as if they were all completely made up. Nobody has that much of an original imagination to think up all of this. I just refuse to accept this as all supposedly fake. Quote, Highly educated people believed in fairies too, like the Galloway Doctor who, travelling a lonely road late one night, met a host of fairies trooping towards him. When he nervously stood aside for them, one cried, open up and let the honest doctor through, and the procession parted in the middle, the fairies bowing as he passed. On the English side of the border, a Northumberland farmer out at midnight was lured by music to a hillside door through which he saw fairies enjoying a banquet. In County Durham, a woman came face to face with a fairy sitting on a stone near her house and brought her inside for a good meal. A Yorkshireman saw scores of fairies dancing in the moonlight and snatched one into his pocket to show his children, but it had flown by the time he reached home. End quote. There is also another interesting tidbit surrounding the fairy lore which you've probably heard already in this episode, which is the mysterious Fairyland. Fairyland, as it states, is a separate world inhabited only by fairies. It's a world that humans can't see or get access to on their own. Humans can enter fairy world, but this is usually if they have been abducted or have become a fairy's lover. There are accounts of people that have been taken to the fairy world who describe it as an amazing place with impressive infrastructure. This was evident in Ireland when a woman, quote, went missing overnight and when she returned she told those who had been searching for her that she was in lovely cities and saw lovely women who all bowed to her, end quote. 
The woman was said to have been abducted in rural island. Okay, guys, so how would she have been able to see a lovely city? It is almost similar to an alien abduction story, except no spaceship involved here. In Celtic tradition, when the Irish were still pagans, they believed that the, quote, fairy realm was located in a place called Tir Nanog, sorry guys, which means the land of the young. This wonderful land could be found across the sea from the west of Ireland and those who lived there avoided death and remained eternally young, end quote. Most fairy lore across the UK dates back to before Christianity when most people practiced paganism. Beliefs differed from region to region, of course, but pagans focused on specific traditions, practices, or elements such as ecology, witchcraft, Celtic traditions, or certain gods. They were labelled as what we call superstitious due to their many beliefs surrounding ancient beings and creatures alike. They respected and called on some of these beings and were aware of their existence for God knows how long. These beliefs were so strong and deep-rooted in the people of England, Ireland, Scotland and Wales that even after Christianity was forced onto these people, the belief in these beings never ever went away. So much so that the tales have carried on into our modern day leading to me talking about it today, which I think is pretty amazing and cool. Speaking of fairies, I have actually seen one or two videos out there online of people possibly citing fairies and weird videos that people can't explain of really small flying beings that look quite humanoid. They, they are not insect-like at all. Um, there was one that looked like a man that flew away as soon as somebody saw them and it was it was a five second clip and when you froze it you, it looked like a miniature man like almost an action figure but with wings so there is a lot that we don't know and i do think that there's many secrets in the forest and nature and the wilderness which is why they push us into the cities but that's a whole other story. I think people that still live in the countryside areas and rural areas and places where there's not a lot of um, internet activity and noise and pollution, I think those people still see a lot of weird things. Not weird, but you know, they see a lot of things that we don't see and their stories are not really being heard. Sometimes I do see those stories online, but it would be really interesting to hear what people that are living in the proper deep countryside are seeing and hearing in their day-to-day -day and what they come across because I do think that a lot of these beings are in those areas where there's greenery, there's grass, you know, there's all these places that they can hide and move around. Um, where would they go in a city? I'm not saying that they're not in cities but there's not really much space for them is there and they probably don't want to be somewhere where there's maybe so much air and noise pollution. So yeah, do you guys believe in fairies? I think that I might believe in it a little more just because of how deep and how long the lore has been going on. It dates back to centuries and centuries ago, the 7th, 8th century. What year even is that? I don't know. I'm going to have to go and check what year this is. Okay, yeah, so the 8th century is 800 AD. 
I don't know why I didn't know that, but whatever. Don't judge me, guys. But when something has been going on for that long, um, people today, in 2023, people like me are talking about it. I just feel like there must be some truth to it because if something is fake, there's only so long a story can go on and on and on. So whereas maybe the extra details might not be correct, there must be some truth to these beings being real and existing like us in our physical world. I would say I definitely do believe more in fairies. I don't know if I want to meet one just because um, they're not all as nice as, you know, TV and media make out, which I don't know why they do that. Are they trying to set us up so that one day if we do bump into a fairy, we get overexcited and overfriendly and the fairy just kills us? I don't want to be in that type of situation, so I'm if I see one, I'm not going to be overfriendly. I'm just going to say, hey, <laughs> and just walk away probably i'm not going to ask too many questions because i don't want to aggravate it um it seems that a lot of other beings they don't seem to be too crazy about humans and i kind of get it because we're we are kind of annoying and there's so much that we don't know and we freak out really easily so i can see why we're annoying to all the other supernatural things so yeah let me know how you feel about fairies if you've ever seen something similar to what i've described if you have seen the videos on fairies if you are curious about it or if you even if you just believe they exist because you believe in other beings so why wouldn't fairies exist for example if you believe in mothman or wendigoons or these other things you know also do check out rumble I've got the link to my rumble um I'm still yet to start streaming on there but I will soon 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 I just need to get the followers up for that account and then as soon as that happens we will be ready to go so definitely follow me on there much appreciated to the people that already have and thanks for listening guys I really appreciate it if you're into the strange morbid or curious I'll see you in the next episode stay safe stay curious for real